Hello and welcome to Georgia's Poetry Workshop. I hope you had a lovely week um, and managed to do some writing. It's going to be a shorter one today because I managed to <laughs> I managed to hurt my back during Mother's Day yoga, which is kind of painful in two ways in that it it is it hurts, but also that it was quite embarrassing. <laughs> and it reminded me of this time in that sort of summertime between yay and year nine and I went on a kind of school trip to Spain and hurt really badly bruised my coccyx on a on a windsurf board and I haven't done that I never did it before and I've never done it since <laughs> and on the way back on this 12 hour bus back um I had to sit in a rubber ring for 12 hours on the bus because of it <laughs> So uh, there's definitely a poem in there somewhere that I'll have to I'll have to revisit that that memory. And all I can recall is is that rubber ring and having to listen to kind of low by Flo Rida and T Pain nonstop uh, on that bus ride, or at least it was repeated quite a lot. <laughs> so with all this in mind, with I suppose the body in mind, I thought I'd introduce you to a really cool theory, uh, a really cool term called girlesque. It's a, it's, I found this in an anthology, which is an anthology edited by Lara Glenham and Arielle Greenberg. And just, it's just poems that link to this term or come under the kind of banner of the girl ask this theory. I'm going to read the opening introduction, which is written by Ariel Greenberg, just the first sort of section, because there's a lot about this. And it's really worth getting hold of this anthology. It is just called girl ask. So here's, here's the kind of beginning of the introduction. Some notes on the origin of the term girlesque. The girlesque was born between about 1960 and 1982. It was a long labour. These are the years generally considered, by the way, the birth of Generation X in Burma and Ohio and Korea and New York and Olympia, WA and other places. Her ancestor was Ophelia, running around singing spooky songs with her hair all drippy. Her grandmother was Alice in Wonderland and Eloise and Ramona the Pest. Her mom was a second wave feminist and a hippie and a lady who had never been to a consciousness raising group but sometimes watched Maud and an immigrant and a farm wife and a former Girl Scout. Her mom was Anne Waldman and Anne Rice and Sylvia Plath and Barbara Guest and V.C. Andrews and Angela Carter. She had aunts too like Hannah Wiener and Kathy Acker and Catherine Dunn and Amy Gerstler and Annie Sprinkle. Her aunts were Angela Davis and Nan Goldin and Hello Kitty and the Gorilla Girls and Dolly Parton and Exine Carvenka and Cindy Sherman and Polly Styrene, the 15-year-old multiracial girl with braces on her teeth screaming, some people say little girls should be seen and not heard, but I say, oh bondage, up yours as she fronted the band The X-Ray Specs in a 1977 punk club in London. She was a pink and black and yellow and red and brown and rainbow-coloured silver baby, and she was a girl baby except when she was a boy baby, which was sometimes. So that's the, the intro. I'm going to read one more little section to emphasise 
what this is all about. Greenberg writes, I decided on the term girlesque because of the way it sounds like it comes from the stuff that the girlesque comes from. One, the carnivalesque. Two, the burlesque and the neo-burlesque. Three, the riot girls. Also, the grotesque. I really like the beginning of this and I love the girlesque because it just looks at humanity through a really corporeal, thrilling, sensory lens. This intro was written in 2009 and so was, there's a second intro as well that Lara Glennam writes, also written in 2009, which goes further into the theory of the girlesque. It's just so fascinating and I wish I had longer to go into it. I do, I, you know, I might do it a later podcast because there's a lot, lot in this. And I will certainly touch on other girlesque poets. I think perhaps next week I'm thinking of bringing uh, one of them into to next week. So that might give me an opportunity to discuss it a little bit more. But do get hold of this anthology, Girlesque. Um, so I'm going to start by reading a poem from, from this anthology. And it's by Chelsea Minnis, who does some really cool stuff. Particularly with ellipsis, ellipses. Um, I'm going to read a section from her poem, Tiger D. I am a tiger or a daughter or both. Of course, I am a tiger and a daughter, but I am a show tiger. Everyone demands it because of my deep fur. I like to fall in love with my trainers. There is a desire to touch tigers and there is a desire to hold them so I'm not entirely lost. I am meant to parade my fur and growl. In addition, I am a good show daughter, but only for show. I don't like my servitude as a tiger, but I like baby bottles of cream. As a daughter, I am ferocious, but as a tiger, I must be pleasing, which is impossible, as I do not wish it. As a daughter, I am horrid, which is my wish. I think this is an incredible poem and perhaps something. It, it sort of. There's a real, there's, it makes an interesting prompt, actually, to write about yourself as an animal and see if you identify with something and write about yourself in that way. And the speaker in this poem does that. And looks at the body as in in multiple ways, looking at multiple labels for for a for a human, and what it's like to feel differently about oneself, or to be perceived in lots of different ways. I'm going to read one more poem from this selection. It's by Catherine Wagner, and it is from a poem called Two Sections from Imitating. Perhaps the poem's called Imitating, actually, and these are a couple of sections from that. So I'm going to read one that I find I just love the sounds of. 
I'm going to stop before the swearing though, otherwise I have to click a box on my podcast that says I've been explicit during <laughs> during this, uh, which I probably, let's be honest, I probably will end up doing at some point because it's poetry, but we'll we'll avoid it just today. My greed was outrageous, power outrageous. I felt all better and feverish. My brain case was hyper-translucent and exercised with rumpling, tumbling skin, which I held gently over my brain like a blanket or a weird threat of cutting it off from the world. Oh my God. My chest got cut off in the mine. I was mine and I was going to dig myself a jewel. I dug a little bone in me. I dug a little bone-shaped hole in me. I loved it. Pause there. Isn't it wonderful? I just... These sounds and... The lines are really short. I think the longest line is only about... Seven words. So it's really... um, It runs down the page in a really fabulous way something you can play with perhaps when we do something some writing later about the body um you could see if you could create a shape with with your form so that's the the intro to the girlesque and a couple of poets from there and like i said i'd like to revisit that i'd i'd really love to know um what you what you think about it so i've got a couple more poems to share about the body uh the first is from yersa daily ward's collection bone and I wanted to, thinking about our, our podcast on listing last time, Daily Ward writes an alphabetized list called A Test, Things Our Bodies Have Been. I'm going to read, read down to S. A Test, Things Our Bodies Have Been. A bargaining tool, breakfast, confused, developed over. Expensive, fun, ghost, health, igloo, joke. Kissed, lover, mine, not, offering, pricey, quiet, queer, reward, supple, tempting, undone. I went a bit further. <laughs> it's such a brilliant list. Um, I... I really love this collection. I got it as soon as it came out. And it's just another way of considering the body. So perhaps this might be a prompt that you play with where you have a go at writing an alphabetized list describing your own body and how you perceive it or how perhaps others perceive it as well that you you might believe. So yeah, quite an interesting list, I think. Um, particularly mine, which has a question mark after it. Does it? Who does the body belong to? Speaking of, um, the final poem that I'm going to share before we have our free writing break, as usual, is from Victoria Kanafik's collection "Eat or We Both Starve." And this collection looks at a lot of things, particularly revolving around food. And so the poem that I'm going to read is about a saint. It's called Hunger Strikes of Angela of Foligno, 
1248-1309. I drink pus from wounds of the unclean. Christ, it is like water to me, sweet as the Eucharist. I pick at their scabs, chew them flat between my teeth. The lice I pluck and let drown on my tongue sustain me. Lord, I am the host. I'll pause there. Again, a really great collection and one that I I do recommend. I recommend all of these. <laughs> Going to have a lot of collections on your shelf if you buy all of my recommendations. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, another poem that focuses on, there's a kind of grotesqueness in the fact of you know the idea of someone eating or licking pus from the from people's wounds but there's a kindness to it there's an element of caring here so it's balanced out in a really interesting way and the sounds are again really beautiful i think so we're going to have a pause there for some free writing and if you didn't hear the last two podcasts, free writing is when we take seven to ten minutes to empty out any words or ideas or feelings about the day or the week, um, just to kind of get everything out before you focus on writing something very specific. So it's kind of like a cleansing of the mind. Um yeah, I think cleansing came to mind because of the religious, <laughs> the religious um, elements of the Canafic poem. So we're going to have that pause now and the prompt for today's free writing is salt. So you can do with that what you, what you will. So three second pause now, which will give you a chance to stop the podcast and then come back to us after you've had your free writing to listen to the final prompt. Okay, welcome back. If you had your time for free writing, that's brilliant. If you didn't, no worries at all. You can have that time later on at some point over the next few days but do it's worth doing before you do a kind of final uh before you do a prompt just to kind of clear your mind so before i get on to the final prompt i usually take this moment to say that if you do find these workshops useful and you would like them to continue and if you would wouldn't mind donating it would be great if you could uh, donate the equivalent of a cup of coffee to my patreon page patreon.com forward slash georgia's poetry workshop patreon allows me to um, gain some donations towards my work towards my art towards this podcast and it also enables you to support somebody else who might not otherwise be able to afford a a workshop 
so that they can access this one. Thank you very much in advance for, for your support. The final prompt today is to do with collage. And the idea is that you cut out words from a magazine or a book and use them to create a poem. So it's a quite a bit of effort to do that. <laughs> it usually takes me about three hours to cut out an entire magazine. So it might be that you just choose an article and have a go at cutting those out and then creating a piece based around the body. So if you can go out and buy a magazine, a fitness magazine might be quite a good one, something or psychology or, or a medical journal perhaps as well, where you can access words that are associated with the body. But of course, um, a lot of other magazines have have these words within them. So if you've got anything lying around the house and newspapers, have a go at cutting those out. It's a really, really interesting exercise. Firstly, because it gives you constraints. So you have to really focus on what you've got in front of you. But also it teaches you new words to use within your work, words that you might not have thought of before. I've done this before with surfing poems. And I'm going to try this prompt this week and it would be great if we could share them with one another so i'll pop it up online you can find me on twitter at gc the writer or on patreon many thanks to you the listener for joining the workshop this week and thank you as always to portamento who created our music see you next time